Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 564 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 65a, and only in English because I just got back from a very long trip and I didn't have a chance to edit the Aramaic to match that of Professor Matt. So I'm reading now from page 353 of the Pritzker edition Zohar, volume 4, translated by Professor Daniel Matt. Top of the page. Rabbi Abba said... When they couple as one, inhabitants of the world cannot endure them, and therefore it is written, Do not plow with an ox and a donkey together. Deuteronomy 22.10 Together precisely. And we have learned, a person should not provide space for evil species, for by action is aroused what should not be, and when they couple as one, they cannot be endured. From between their sides issues from between their sides issues from their potency, one called dog, more impudent than all of them, as is written. But against any of the children of Israel, no dog will, will snarl. Exodus eleven seven. The Blessed Holy One said, Yudei Vavhe, uh, you, you said, Is Yudei Vavhe among us or not? Exodus seventeen seven. Behold, I am handing you over to the dog. Immediately, Amalek came. Footnote 543. When they couple as one, if the two demonic powers known as ox and donkey join forces, the world cannot endure them. The command in Deuteronomy against plowing with these two species is understood as warning not to stimulate the union of the two dangerous forces. If ox and donkey symbolize Christianity and Islam, then the danger of their joining together refers to the threat of a Christian-Islamic alliance. Footnote 544, from between their sides, these two demonic forces, apparently ox on the left, donkey on the right, generate an even more impudent one known as dog. When Israel insolently asks insolently, is yod Vavhe among us or not, God punished them by inciting against them Amalek, whose impudence derives from the demonic dog. Page 354, Rabbi Yehuda said, First of nations, Amalek, Numbers 2420. Now, is Amalek first of nations? Weren't there many nations, tongues, and peoples in the world before Amalek came? However, when Israel went up, went out of Egypt, fear and fright fell upon all nations of the world on account of Israel, as is written, nations heard, they quaked, Exodus fifteen fourteen. There was no nation that did not fear the mighty deeds of the Blessed Holy One, except for Amalek, as is written, with you exhausted and weary, and he did not fear God, Deuteronomy twenty five eighteen, and he did not fear God to approach you, so first of nations, Amalek, for they came to wage war against Israel first, it was Amalek, consequently, and his end unto destruction, Numbers 24.20, as is written, wiping out, I will wipe out the memory of Amalek, Exodus 17.14, and similarly, you should wipe out, you should, shall wipe out the memory of Amalek, Deuteronomy 24.19, as is written, and his end unto destruction, why unto Oved, destruction, the verse should read, unto Ovdo, his destruction. However, until the Blessed Holy One comes and destroys him, that is, until the Blessed Holy One, Oved, destroys him, as is written, wiping out, I will wipe out. Rabbi Elazar said, come and see, even though the rock, his action is perfect, 
Deuteronomy 32.4, And he acted toward them in love, bringing forth water for them. He did not abandon his own, for look at what is written next. Amalek came. Amalek came. Rabbi Abba opened, There is a sickening evil I have seen under the sun, health, wealth hoarded by its owner to his misfortune. Ecclesiastes 15.12 How close-minded people are, because they do not engage in Torah. There is a sickening evil. Now, is there an evil that is sickening and an evil that is not? Well, surely there is a sickening evil. For we have learned from this side of the left issue countless wardens of judgment penetrating the atmosphere. When they want to emerge, they go and steep in the chasm of the great abyss and then come forth, joining together as one, piercing the atmosphere, roaming the world, approaching human beings. Each one is called evil, as is said, evil, lo te'une, will not befall you, Psalm 91.10. What does lo te'une mean? That it comes with a ploy against people. Sickening, why is it sickening? When this settles upon people, it makes them misers with their money. When collectors of charity come to him, it slaps his hand, saying, Don't spend any of yours. When the poor come, it slaps his hand. When he is about to consume some of his money, it slaps his hand, in order to preserve it for another. From the day that it settles upon a person, it is sickening, for he lies ill, neither eating nor drinking, so it is a sickening evil. King Solomon exclaimed in wisdom, saying, A man to whom God grants wealth, property, and honor, but God does not give him the power to enjoy it. This, too, is a sickening evil. Ecclesiastes 6.2 What does this mean? God does not give him the power to enjoy it. If so, it is not in his possession. Well, if it were, well, if it were written, God does not allow him to enjoy it, then I would say so. However, does not give him the power, because he trusts that evil adheres to it. The Blessed Holy One does not empower him over it to smash it beneath him because he desires it and clutches it. All his conduct is like someone lying ill, not going near his money nor spending any of it, saving it until he leaves the world and another comes along who is its owner. King Solomon exclaims, saying, Wealth shamur preserved for its owner, l'ra'ato, because of his evil. Ecclesiastes 5.12, who is its owner? The other one who inherits it. And how was he entitled to become owner of that wealth? Because this one trusted that evil and desired it, as is written, Lera'ato for his evil, namely, because of that evil to which he clung, the other one gained it. That's it for today's reading. As I said, kind of short today because I am not, did not read the Aramaic, but I will try and do it again tomorrow. Take care.